Welcome everyone, it's Monday, June 12th, and this is episode 145 of the Omnic Weekly, which is also the temperature right now, 145 oh degrees. Oh my god, kill me now! Uh, yeah, I think they're quite doing that. L luckily it's in Fahrenheit, not Celsius. Uh, if it was in Celsius, we would be indeed boiling. But oh. I don't know, is it 145? What is 145 Fahrenheit? I think it is actually boiling too, 145 Fahrenheit in Fahrenheit. 145 Fahrenheit. Yeah, 62. Close enough. It's not boiling, but it's definitely like a good hot, good hot bath. If you get 62 degrees Celsius, uh, yeah, you're not doing anything. Yeah, it feels no. like it. I mean, I'm not really doing anything at 30 Celsius, but I'm I'm wired a little differently in that aspect. So I've been recording a lot of stuff and working all day, mm. um, but. Yeah, I mean, you can tell my voice is a little <laughs> raw because of talking too much during these temperatures and calls and in videos and whatnot. But um, I mean, I don't know. I think it's because I was born in July. We talked about this before. Yeah. Quick question, though. Does Belgium have the problem that the UK has where all of our houses are built to retain heat? Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. yeah. yeah cool. cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> We kind of have the same, um, how do you say that, uh, um, weather system? Infrastructure. And, yeah, but we also kind of been, system. yeah, I think we are a few, the few of those climate. countries. Yeah, the climate is maybe the best way to put it. But even up, besides the climate, it's just, we are under the Gulf Stream, both the UK and Belgium, which brings kind of these weird types of weather. Sometimes it will be extremely hot and the next day it will be snowing. Well, not mm -hmm. really, but uh, it's fucked up. And there's global warming and whatnot. But anyways, we're here to talk about Overwatch. There's plenty of stuff to talk about. But uh, before, Oh my goodness. Let me introduce Hannah for the people that are here for the first time. Because I was kind oh, of yeah, rude and went into the, the, the weather talk. Mm -hmm. um, how are you doing, Hannah? I'm all right. Hi, I'm Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Uh, Hi. Alpi couldn't join us today because we're kind of recording at a weird time, weird place. Um, we're not talking with the proper accent, according to this, that good old... Sure. Although he should have been here, but we'll talk more about that later. I mean, Man. it would have been very appropriate if he had been here. But, I know. Yeah. Uh, let's just kind of roll with it. So it is Monday today. Uh, and well, just in a bit, I'll be streaming and we'll be watching the season five trailer. They kind of showed some stuff that we can expect. And it is clear that it is going to be a high fantasy D&D theme there was even it's some zelda not there. D &D. it's high fantasy zelda like there's no, so I'm many saying emphasis. it's not dnd okay why it not can't be for legal reasons okay but, so i'm uh, not saying it's you know Dungeons not high fantasy i'm saying it's not the dnd <clears throat> brand let me so put it this way <laughs> Let me put it this way. There was a meeting going on and they were like, hey, guys, what do you want to do for all these seasons? What are your ideas do you have? And there was someone that said, hey, Cyberpunk would be cool. Oh, that, that is kind of nice. Greek gods. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that one. Oh, that's a wicked one. Yeah. If we're doing Greek gods, can we do like Eastern gods? That is, that is an awesome idea. I want to do something Star Wars. You need, to, you need to shut the fuck up. We don't have the money to do that. What if we spoof it? All right, you're hired again. Let's do that. Let's spoof Star Wars and... 
call it Star Watch. All right, sounds good. Let's go. Perfect, perfect. Anybody else? Yeah, sh shut up. We're playing D&D. Oh, yeah, D&D sounds good. That wasn't what I was saying, but anyways, let's do it. <laughs> and there you go. That was the meeting. That would that is the way it all came down and now we're kind of having pointy ears and 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 demon liking figures. Uh, I I'm also wondering what the I think there is a haphazard kind of link to Diablo 4 just being released uh, last week. So two yeah, weeks. quite possibly. No, last week. Uh, that it kind of, because we saw that one Reinhardt skin that makes him look like a demon and they have this whole explanation. He has five blah, 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 blah. We'll, we'll find all about that uh, tonight, I guess, or tomorrow when it launches. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see that, but I think overall it is clear that it has this high fantasy theme to it and they've mm -hmm. made some really nice references to a lot of ips among which not dnd but dnd but also zelda they have the three hearts from zelda that appeared at some point yeah and there's the mythic skin for tracer adventure so cute and so not dnd where not you know D &D. you level up and yeah. then you're outfit gets cooler because <laughs> you know you start as a tiny adventurer and then by the end of the not campaign you are saving the world <laughs> exactly exactly uh so this is definitely not dnd that is what Diana is trying to say since when are we advocates for blizzard when are we kind of when are we trying to I save ass i mean to be fair you know wizards can also go do one but <laughs> oh yeah they do <laughs> they've been they've been acting up really badly um but i'm really curious to see what else we're going to hear uh, so to kind of sum down everything that we saw there's the mythic skin for tracer adventure tracer that as hannah just said you you basically kind of as you level your battle pass you'll get more options to pimp that skin you'll get it at 45 you get the base version as the level a tier 60 you'll get some more options and a tier 80 you'll have the complete set which is an idea I, I spitballed or kind of mentioned in a video like a year ago that it would be cool that they do it that way. I was really extremely disappointed to see them just kind of go, hey, there we go, level 80. Oh. Just get to the end or don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the hairball, but there you go. Enjoy. Uh, this way, people don't have to complete the pass to do it. They get a new level of progression. It kind of makes it more interesting and fun. I mean, this is a step forward. There's always people that find weird schemes and everything and i can only applaud them for being so creative and finding these schemes and maybe they should think about starting companies themselves but some of them are really tinfoil hat property and i'm not going to indulge oh, to clarify them. it's 65 not 40 for the intermediate level it's Wait. 65 not 60. oh really so Is it's 45 65 and 80. okay okay i thought it was 60. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, play five. that's like 20 minutes of work uh <laughs> in the next triple xp for quadruple xp weekend um but, and then they showed off this small trailer that was definitely not feeling like a dnd session let's make that clear where they were no, at the campfire there were no campfires no. nobody was sat around a campfire <laughs> no they were not discussing the adventures they were going to take on they were not talking about rations or potions um and uh, you had a tracer in her skin then you had Orissa as a, a griffin kind of type skin, which is really cute. And the way she was kind of turning, like, you, you know, like a dog does, like he will turn three oh, times. Oh, I love that. Down. I love yeah. her Sitamo. It's just yeah. the best. It is so beautiful. And then you had Genji in his own knight 
thingy skin, which we will probably get a better look at tonight or tomorrow. And then you had Reinhardt in the keep of Eichenwald, just uh, go being him all his da dad joke self and um, yelling stuff in his uh, demon skin. It looked, looked pretty epic. A little extremely red. I mean, you're going to stick out with that skin. There's no way people will miss you. Like, you might even blind a Widowmaker or two. Um, but it looks nice. So I'm curious to see what else they have in store for us in that season. They also talked about the balancing changes a little bit. I want to kind of rush on to the next news because that is going to be the bigger... That's the big news. I mean, that's... Weirdly enough, we know more about Season 6 right now than Season 5. Spoiler alert. I know. But anyways. Um, they, they talked about the balancing changes to kind of sum them up. Um, the... Uh, uh, wait, what was it? Oh, Junker Queen is getting nerfed, which we kind of knew was going to happen. But mm -hmm. I think it should be okay. Life Weaver is getting an insane amount of buffs. And... It's just because nobody manages to work his kit. So what they're doing is just kind of boosting his stats and giving him a lot of extras to make sure that people play him, which is a bad sign, which is as a designer, you kind of, okay, we, we fumbled on yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, but they're doing that to get him more playtime. And with that more playtime, they're going to try and figure out different ways because they don't have enough data. They don't have, the, he gets played so little that they, they, do not know where to start, which is telling yet again. Then um, Hanzo and Widowmaker are getting nerfed in the sense that they want to kind of stop all these one-shots from happening on the, on the longer distance. So Hanzo is getting nerfed overall a little bit, but that should Yeah, I do remember the discussion when they buffed them. It was to try and help with tanks, but now we only have one tank, so... Yeah, exactly. There's a, still a few of those things in there that need to... Yeah. ...that need to be adjusted to the whole 5 versus 5 story. And Widowmaker... There's a lot going on, like the, the damage fall-off distance, and then there's like this, I don't even know what it's called anymore, a lot of statistics in play. But it basically all comes down to her not being able to get those one-shots on a distance that is anything longer than 50 meters. So if she want to get those one-shots, she'll need to take a risk and make herself more vulnerable, get closer in. If not, And not just, you know, stand on the other side of the map. Yeah, and just kind of take you out. I've noticed a lot of Widowmakers took... Uh, a lot of advantage of these last few days of still being able to do that. They were extra. <laughs> uh, I, all the best to them. I mean, see you on Tuesday, I guess. <laughs> uh, on top of that, they're bringing back CC could out control for, well, more characters and not only tanks. So it was limited to tanks, except for Anna, for instance, with a sleeve dart. But, um, mm -hmm. May and Cassidy are back on the crowd control list. So we already knew that May was going to get her ramp up and her slow. So the longer she can spray you with her primary fire, which is getting nerfed from 100 to 55 a second. I think it's a second, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, so that is, she's going to do basically half the damage she did with her primary fire than before. But she's but going to slow you down. Slow you down like more and more as she gets to spray you, which is going to be annoying as f but, you know, we'll deal with it. Um, I hope. That's where she used to be. <laughs> yeah, that's the way she used to be. No, Mary Mur, ain't butch used to be. No, nobody knows that song. That's the <laughs> Simpsons reference from back in the day. Um, and then Cassidy, yeah, they, they had this issue with his flashbang where they basically made it into the magnetic grenade that could set... Basically, it could... Um, 
break a tracer apart in just a split second. We just got. I hate that no thing so much. <laughs> as do a lot of people. As do a lot of squishies. But they're going to. They're gradually kind of tuning that down. But as they tune it down, it, it loses value. So what they kind of figured out now is that they're going to tune it down while they're going to add some value to it, adding a slow to your. So if you, for instance, have a tracer, you can stick a bomb to her. It do damage, but it also will slow her so you can take a second shot to kill her. So you have to kind of line things up, which they warned us about that we're going to do. And I think that is the sole reason why they're introducing CC again to other characters is because they didn't find another way to make Cassidy's sticky grenade work like they were like okay i guess we're doing this we're doing this so that is back um that was it i think was there anything else i don't think i forgot anything i don't think so yeah. let's go let's go let's go let's go let's go so that's all season five more on that tonight uh, come check out my stream i'll make sure this episode is live before i start streaming uh come check it out twitch.tv slash dmctv and if not go check the omnic post youtube now what Hannah is so enthusiastic about is this yesterday uh, evening. Yeah, it was yeah. An Xbox showcase. Uh, let me tell yeah, you a story, yeah, yeah, Hannah. Yeah. I was sitting at my desk, I was working, and I saw a tweet by Jason Schreier going by where he was commenting on the Xbox showcase. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's tonight. Frick, I forgot about that. I want to see that Starfield info because I'm a Bethesda fan and I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with that. So I put on the stream. And first we were showing this Japanese game that was Forza, and then uh, it was Elder Scrolls Online. So I was kind of drawn to the screen going, oh yeah, Elder Scrolls Online. Maybe I should install that again. Maybe I should give that a... That's every single time I see gameplay of that game, because I'm a You're Bethesda like, fan. Mm, yeah. Oh, maybe I should give it <laughs> And then I install it, and I'm like, nope, fuck this shit. Um, but then... That chiller runs out, and as I'm still kind of stroking my beard, thinking maybe I should install it again, I suddenly see Winston on the screen. I'm like, fuck! What is this? Are they showing the season five chiller now? And as it progresses, I'm like, no, this is se season six. This is the season six chiller. And I ran around in my living room for, I don't know, let's say 40 seconds, so I missed most of it. But yeah, they started showing off the season six trailer on the Microsoft Xbox stream. Oh, uh, see, for me, I wasn't even watching the showcase. I was like, I'd just come back um, from dropping a friend off at the train station. And the car that we'd driven back in was ridiculously hot. It was like 36 degrees in the car. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to have a drink, lay down you know cool cool off basically because i was starting to feel a bit sick and then suddenly i get a message from someone uh just fyi like there's some overwatch stuff on the xbox showcase and i was like okay he was like i don't know if it's new information though for what it's worth because he doesn't follow overwatch he just knows i do so i was like all right i'll check it out see what it is it's probably season five loaded up the full trailer because it was you know mm -hmm. online by this point because i missed the the live one and was just like holy shit the whole <laughs> way through <laughs> Damn, i was like by the way that this. was all brand new information thank you <laughs> yeah they really tricked us with that one i mean well first off the fact that it is on the xbox showcase is uh, i think they showed off a lot of different games from other studios like Ubisoft and whatnot. So that it's not that 
strange, but it also kind of is a way of, I guess, reassuring. Like we're still, we're still working and on getting. Not, yeah, not but it, this is uh, happening. I probably think they wanted by now to have things rounded up and to call it an an Xbox product and kind of bit. Yeah, could. Uh, it was more of a, one of the others like, that we've seen. Like, how good would it be for Microsoft if they completed the deal and then the first full season after their completed deal was this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, how good would that look for them? It would be it would be a, a nice boost to the stock prices, and it would yeah. definitely it would definitely ensure some trust in the Game Pass and whatnot, um, mm -hmm. because that is basically what they want now is to make sure that everybody understands that the Game Pass is a good deal and that. We'll get some good deals out of it. I mean, they're doing some stuff with Diablo. You also get, if you get the Game Pass, if you get Overwatch on the Game Pass, you're going to get the six new heroes. So that includes the next one for free, including some legendary skins for those heroes. So they're really sweetening the deal with everything that they're doing right there. Yeah. Um, which is a good sign. I mean, that shows that Microsoft is, is willing to give shit away. And unlike uh, Activision Blizzard, who is more like, nope, mine, 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 mine. Although we can already see the shift. Like, um, I don't know if you heard about this. Well, you most likely did. There was this, um, there were two skins, old skins, legacy skins. So nothing new that they wanted to give to everybody for free during the summer games, which is the Sprinkles yeah. May and the Sprinter Tracer. But they made a boo-boo and kind of accidentally said it, the, the, the price to zero too early and then some people started claiming it and then they had to revert the change and put a price on the price back but then meanwhile people were still claiming it so some of these people paid the full price and now they need to fix that so i don't Come understand on, guys so my point was by telling you this is that they're definitely looking into giving more stuff although in this case it's legacy stuff still they're giving more stuff and i think they're going to get more freedom of doing that once they're under microsoft i hope so at least but second why didn't they just Edit. I mean, okay. We know about it. The secret's out. We, Everybody. You know what? We fucked up. We'll just have it free from now until the end of the exactly. Games. Exactly. I mean, it is what it is. Now they have to clean that up, which is again time lost, resources lost, but um, faith lost. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. I mean, they. This is not the time. They cannot use these types of situations right now. They can't use these situations where I mean everybody makes mistakes but then if you kind of fuck up on the fuck up and then you basically take money away from people that you have to give away while everybody is still kind of convinced that people are still complaining about they're not getting their skins from overwatch one i mean there's still people that are waiting to get their their, their widowmaker skin or whatnot right now so all these kind of situations do not help to kind of better the whole uh, perception of your team and your company absolutely yeah. not so but anyways we got a look at the season six trailer and there was a we lot did. to unwrap um so much to unwrap we we got a glimpse of what those uh, story missions are going to look like uh, we know now uh, that we got an actual story trailer exactly exactly well parts of it um good enough it is clear that Sojourn and uh, the animated short that we're going to get in Season 5 is basically setting up the whole storyline, the return of Sojourn to the team. Um, up till now, we've basically seen these little fragments of lore through the comics, through the novels, where where they you see the team gathering up again after uh, Winston did the recall in Overwatch 1. 
people are just starting to kind of find each other again. There's new people being recruited by, by Cassidy in one of the whole comic series. So um, this is all kind of falling in place. And now basically the switch, the one thing that takes it from all these separate stories that kind of prepares for a new reality, the switch, the, 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 the thing that, the, 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 how do you say that? The catalyst or whatever? The catalyst. The catalyst for the whole thing. It's going to be Sojourn returning and um, her figuring out oh. what is going on with the attacks and the invasion happening. So, and um, and, and Omnic's doing some kind of calculated attack on multiple cities was what I learned from the trailer. Yeah, it's even it's even I'm not going to say better. It depends on who you ask now. But see what is happening is that North Sector is actually abducting Omnics in different cities all over the world and brainwashing them. So you see at a certain scene, you see an Omnic being uh, kind of with a traction beam being pulled in, and then you see a hook grabbing another Omnic, and then you see Sojin and Winston talking while there's like a uh, completely dazed and purpled out in the sense like it has all these purple knobs, which is the color of Null Sector, on its face, and his eyes are covered with a lot of bullshit. And she's like, we, they need her help. Like, clearly kind of hinting at the fact that they're being brainwashed and, and kind of... Uh, and all sectors basically using them as cannon fodder, which is Ramata is losing it, man. He's uh, he, he's off yeah, the that kind of goes against everything that he wants to do to protect his people. Yeah, like... he's using his people. He's forcing his people to kind of join the fight and using them as as uh, weapons, basically. So that is going to be interesting, and it is happening. So we're getting for season six. We're getting three story missions. One will be set on Toronto, which is going to be the first one, most likely, where Sojin kind of meets up with the rest of the team and they basically mm -hmm. reunite. They hug it out and we basically get the start of the plot. Then uh, they're most likely going to go to Rio, where Lucia will join the team, and that is, I think, more or less the mission that I got to play on BlizzCon in 2019. Yeah, will most likely be very different, and they definitely will have changed a lot. But that is going to be the gist of it, where you meet up with Lucio and he uh, ends up joining the Overwatch team at the end. And then uh, the next step is going to be, and you see this one moment where you hear this sound, basically like you hear on an airplane when the, the captain is speaking, you know, like that sound. And she's yeah. like, yeah, I don't want to cause any panic, but I, I hear just th attacks on multiple cities and then... Uh, I think the next shot that they show is Gutenberg being attacked by one of these titans, one of the big ones. So it's not the titan, it's the juggernaut. I don't know. It's like the, the big one that we saw in Paris also appearing. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. They could have renamed them by now anyway. Yeah, yeah everything is changing. Uh, so we're going to be fighting one of those big ones, which is most likely going to be the last mission uh, where we have to kind of team up and help take down this big, big uh, robot. And quite, now one end we're getting story missions we're getting three of them which is, doesn't sound like a high number but if every of these missions take you about a half an hour or 45 minutes to complete well okay you get about two two and a bit hours of gameplay um on the yeah. first one and maybe you can do it on a different hero who knows i don't know there's one part of me that is like only three and there's a part of me like well it could be could still be okay it will also kind of depend on the rate at I which mean, they released him? Yeah, it. that's the thing. We will have to wait and see how long it is before we get new missions to know if it's a good deal or not. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, obviously, we'll talk about this more in a bit, but 
there's a lot of other stuff also coming in august like it's basically like a, a big title update um and there's loads of bits and pieces coming in for season six which could be why there's less hero missions than they will do in the future or it could just be they're going to be releasing them regularly enough that they can do three at a time or it could be that we have to have an average of one mission a year we don't know <laughs> we don't know but i think that's a good point it might just be because there's so much content coming that they've limited it to three story missions instead of just kind of piling it so down we and... will have to wait until season seven um to kind of see if we're gonna get like story missions every season or because that i will i will take you know like three missions a season i'll i'll live with that oh yeah if it would be like three missions every season no I, you wouldn't hear me complain at all and especially if they stick around i mean if they keep those missions around even if the season has gone by which i think is going to be the case uh, mm -hmm. i'll talk more about that in a second why i think that is law codex <clears throat> yeah but, but beyond that wait there's something else um that would be awesome and I, I, but i personally think it's going to be somewhere in the middle i think it's going to be every two or three seasons they're probably Kind of add so maybe they'll add five the next time it will all kind of depend it will also be like if you're writing a book you write it in chapters you tell a story in chapters yeah. you, you go like okay let me tell you the story up till now and if you have the choice like are we going to put in two extra missions nah then we're going to land like in the middle of the next chapter of the storyline so either we do like seven or eight or we do just three at that point i would also be like okay let's do three because I mean, we kind of want to give them something else in a few months and it gives us more time to polish everything and to see, mm -hmm. to look at what is going right and what is going wrong with those first missions before we move on to the next mission. So um, there's a lot of And I would also here. kind of take it if it was like, say if it's every three months because we get hero, map, mission, hero, map, mission. Like yeah. I'd take that as well. Yeah, we'll or missions. See. I just hope that they're kind of transparent in the way they're going to do this. Yeah. I don't want to find out like every single season what, what we can expect. I'm kind of happy that they did this whole thing where they gave us a map, hero, map, hero. Well, we're in season five and they're already breaking the rule, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, well, we don't know yet. We'll find out tonight if they're breaking that rule or not. It could still be a surprise in there. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, from the looks of it, there were a lot of people that were worried, well, uh, this is just going to be Archives Plus. No, look, if it's anything, at least as I played back in 2019, it's going to be way more than Archives Plus. And I'm good, I'm kind of confident that it is going to be even more than I saw in 2019. That was an early build. I think they really kind of extended that. And oh, yeah. That. I mean, you know, that we'll was see. four years ago. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we'll see how that I know kind they of wasted happens. time. But also, there's going to be work that they've kept. That's why they were able to show the trailer yesterday, because there is enough to mm -hmm. release. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there was a lot of little tidbits of information there. You had Cassidy coming back. You also had Reinhardt that was giving this whole speech on how they need to help out this new blood, which makes me think that not everybody of the old guard is kind of on board to... You gotta take that risk again and to risk your family and whatnot. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting when it comes to character development to see Reinhardt being that voice of 
come on guys we can do this let's let's help these guys out like that that whole thing just seeing them talk to each other for more than two sentences i'm yeah, yeah. Oh! <laughs> it made me so like i was genuinely so emotional watching the trailer yesterday because i was like this is it this is what we have been waiting for yeah i really hope they can deliver on that um yeah i'm, I'm extremely hopeful that they will but we'll see now what i was saying earlier um why i think um these missions are going to stick around even beyond the seasons is because there's one type of content that will not stick around for the the whole or that will disappear after season six and that's going to be the co-op campaign so that co-op mission is much like the halloween event was it's that same type mm. of event or the same type of mission um, but it, it is clearly a repurposed hero mission. So the hero missions are the ones that they scrap, but it looks like they're taking that content that they're scrapped. And I'm doing air quotes, but you can't see it because it's a podcast, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But they're kind of turning <laughs> it into these these little missions. Into, like little co-op events, yeah. Yeah. So the, now you might ask yourself, like, why don't they just put them in the game then? Is because the hero missions were intended to be replayable and to kind of have a lot of different variables going on, and it would be give you that replayability. Yeah, exactly. And there needed to be a lot of them. If they can take one of these ideas, the concepts that they have been building over the last four years, and put it in a season for us to play for nine weeks, that works. It's not as much work. Yeah. It, it kind of gives them the liberty to kind of further develop these and kind of make I mean, a thing. think about it if the halloween event was still up you wouldn't be playing it <laughs> no exactly but... we get so like don't get me wrong i love the special events i love the work that goes into them but when all you play is that one mode that's not super repeatable it gets very tiring very quickly yeah exactly exactly but it also gives me the idea that they are still not giving up on that whole concept as they kind of introduced it to us back in 2019. They'll never publicly admit it. They, they made the decision, they made the announcement, and that's it when it comes to the public part. But I think secretly behind the scenes, the fact that they're putting these hero missions as limited time event missions, as, as co-op scenarios in the game, tells me that they still want to learn, that they still are looking into further developing this and that they'll just take a lot more time to get this all done. Well, I, I think it's also partly kind of making the best out of a bad situation. Like, yeah. you've spent all these resources on, you know, like, on I content. know these are not these are not accurate numbers at all, but say you've spent, like, 50 hours working on a project. You could either throw those 50 hours in the bin completely, or you could spend an extra 10 tuning it into something workable for players, even though it's not what you originally delivered. Yeah. Um, so I think some of it's also that yeah, as yeah, well. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And it, it's going to be an interesting evolution. It just shows that this team is kind of evolving and... As Hannah says, making well, it's basically making laminates out of lemons, um, yeah, and, and and trying to find a solution. And and this mission particularly, specifically, brother, you're going on Hannah's territory. Um, you're going to King's Row. Well, I'm just throwing the whole of the UK <laughs> under King's Row now. Um, and the mission is, um, well, you're helping out Tracy and the push bot. For some reason, that push bot is in there. I know, bless. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's great. We love the little push bot. 
It's like that the only push button that they have. Don't they have the other robots? It's like TS1 is doing everything right here. And turns out he can shoot now. So it turns out he has guns. Uh, you better be nice next time to him if you're playing push map. Don't kick him because he is weaponized. He just doesn't show it. At the very least, he has a twin model who can shoot you. So No, it's literally TS1. They said it. It's literally oh my TS1. God. It's him. It's literally. Oh, jeez. Yeah. They only have one robot, apparently. But anyways, he's going to be helping out and um, in, in rescuing the uh, Omnics in Underworld, which is that last part of King's Row. You basically... You know that bit that we blow up once a yeah. week? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you look down, if you could fall down that the last part, you're basically dropping into Underworld. It goes really deep into... Back in Overwatch you. 1, you could look at the bottom, but now they kind of all... Are hiding now it. it's all misty yeah and i think for a reason though i think they're planning something but um so you're basically helping them out and there is a friend of tracer an omnic friend that will be making an appearance in that scenario and it can only be one omnic and that's iggy the punk looking mm -hmm. uh robot which i'm really looking forward to seeing in game i hope a little so bit. yeah really <laughs> that character. she was um was she, she seemed fun so that is going to be the scenario, and I don't think it's going to take long. You'll be kind of uh, playing on new parts, much like we played on new parts of... Um, it wasn't Iconwald, but it was... Uh, what was the alternate version of Iconwald called again for Halloween? But then it doesn't matter. So you'll be playing on parts of King's Row we have not seen before. I'm doing air quotes again, but we've seen them. I mean, they've. I made videos about them. People, Other yep. people made videos you about them. You know, they exist. <laughs> maybe there's still a few sections that we don't know about but um yeah that, that should be interesting so that is being added and then you have flashpoint the new mission uh, the new uh pvp mode which is going to be available in competitive and in quick play mm -hmm. and look you can interpret the definition in two ways what it basically says the definition is that you need to capture different points on the maps and the first team to capture three of these points wins now, everybody's like, oh, that's just like 2CP with, with three capture points. No, I don't think that is the case. I think some... I, I, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a simultaneous thing, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking, that there will be it's different more... maps active at the same time, and that you need to combat and strategize on which point you're going to capture first before you capture another, and that you can basically steal them from each other as you are going... And the first one to actually hold three of them, the, basically managing capturing the third one while you hold the other two, that is the team that is going to win, um, which is going to be interesting. I didn't expect them to do it that way, but yeah. And that means that, I mean, I said it in my latest video, but something we learned from Star Watch is that if you have a lot of capture points on one map, like we had in Star Watch, people are dumb. You need, Wait, you need a lot of I space. did I say that out loud? Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> you need a lot of space and that's just what these maps look like so india they showed us some new footage of india and oh god it looks so gorgeous it looks so to be beautiful fair, we knew that a new game mode was coming that required a big ass map yeah, yeah exactly exactly we always kind of knew that was going to be india because we knew india was a big map we had a kind of ring mm -hmm. link to this up but the new footage I, I can't oh say enough good things about that map. The architecture, the whole vibe of that map on the first glance looks amazing. And I can't wait to do a map tour of that map. And, uh, well, it's going to be in a little over two months because that is Season going to be released August 10th. Yeah, Season August 10th. 6. 
I'm also happy that it's August 10th, which gives me like another two or three weeks before my holiday starts. So yep, so you can really yeah dive into everything. Down. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we also figured out what the other map is going to be, and it's an, an old new map, I guess is the best way to a put new it. New old map. Yeah, it is set on a different section of Junkertown. It could be like uh. Maybe next to Junkertown, I don't know, but it is Junkertown. I mean, it's clearly they they get you in Junker Queen, Junkrat, Roadhog, and Wrecking Ball in there to just show it maybe off. Maybe it's the Junker suburbs. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but it it uh, it looked nice. It had a lot of verticality to it. Just this one shot yeah. where they show this huge shaft going up. With a vent on top that looked amazing and you have live weaver put, uh, putting up his platform and it really looked beautiful so i'm kind of curious to see it in action and how that is going to play out but yeah that is coming sure. in, in season six too so no it says there's only one season six but it, it's also coming in season six there's no season six too okay yeah <laughs> um so then you have the oh the mastery Hero mastery. Yep, hero mastery. So basically, they'll help you to get better at your main hero by a series of challenges what, that you have. I to was going to say, what looks like a fancy course that is designed around that hero. Exactly. And you have to. I'm assuming you you score points and then. Yeah. And they're going to make. We know they already confirmed in that roadmap update that in a later season seven and beyond, like they call it, they're going to make it a multiplayer. They're going to allow you to be. In there with multiple players and do that same mode as a multiplayer mode mm -hmm. which is also kind of interesting and then they're redoing the whole practice range or the the firing range they call it uh which we just saw bastion kind of standing around standing around shooting at little bullseye yeah. targets <laughs> he looked so lost like he was like oh am i supposed am i do am i, I do shoot I now shoot okay. yeah okay are you filming okay all right let's go <laughs> he looked so lost but that is coming. And then that trailer kind of ran out. They showed off some more stuff. And we were like, you basically see that closing title coming August. We were, we were so satisfied with yeah. our meal. And I was, then I, I was already making posts. And then suddenly you see this huge flash of light. <laughs> oh, God. You see a huge flash of light. And this hero leaps up. And everybody was thinking the same thing. Wait, is that his new skin? No, that is a new hero. No, Every single it's a person. new hero. Ah! So the for the first time ever in Overwatch history, they showed off a new hero months before they're going to release it. I mean, they might have done it back. The last time they did it was actually when Overwatch One released because they yeah, yeah they had the roster that they showed off and and maybe with the release of Overwatch Two too. We knew that Surgeon was coming a long time before she actually released. But I mean. With a running game, not a big release, they kind of showed off this new hero. Um, we didn't get a uh, clear, clear look. But... No, it was just a silhouette. So we saw her shape, but yeah. we know that they are a support hero. We know that they are from Peru. Shout That's... out to Lons. Yeah, exactly. That's why uh, Lons LP should have been here because because that yeah. is his heritage, basically. So um... And now we know she has something to do with light or the sun. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because she has that whole Inca theming to her. She's holding, like, one of those gun swords that you see in Final Fantasy. 
I yeah. know. Um, I think that whole light thing that she does is probably some type of ultimate. So I also think that she uses the power of the sun to heal everybody, which will maybe be slightly in kin with what Mercy is doing with her with her staff. Um, so there's a lot to unwrap there, and um, but we got a good first look at her. She also looks very enhanced because there was yeah, someone. Yeah, she does. One of my comments going, oh, but she is, uh, that looks like, it just looks like a surgeon's skin. Like, no, dude, no, 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 no. It was confirmed later on by Blizzard themselves that it is actually the new hero. Yeah, if they're not very enhanced, then she's an Omnic, like. Yeah, but uh, someone kind of cleaned up the image a little bit and kind of started fiddling in it with, with, uh, with Photoshop and she has a, of course. she has a human <laughs> face, so she is probably oh, very, very enhanced. Yeah. Okay. Um. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I mean, there's probably going to be more info. We kind of knew that a, a Peruvian hero was coming because of some posters that were put up in um, in, in Antarctica that showed off one end, the Peruvian poster, and another one was Samoan, which had everybody thinking about MAGA, of course. I mean, yep. if the next tank is not going to be MAGA, I think a lot of people are going to be upset at this point. They're going to be so mad. Yeah. So they got to write it with Ramatra because Ramatra is so cool. But. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> season eight is most likely going to be Marga. I think they've hinted at it so much by now, but still, it's Blizzard. You never know. You never uh, know. So that was basically the whole roller coaster ride that we went through in this week. I know on a Sunday evening. Yeah, for yeah. those of us in Europe. Exactly. No, no rest for the wicked, or no rest for nope. us. Basically, I'm not calling us wicked. I mean, it is a huge thing to take in after. Well, weeks and maybe even months of disappointing news there's, there have been more than the occasional like setup. Like little treats and then big disappointments and then treats and then yeah. disappointments. And it's just been this yo-yo. And now we finally have a full fucking meal. <laughs> yeah, well, they definitely are, are, are kind of... A, I'm, I'm still kind of cautious because I don't want to be too disappointed again. I don't want to get my hopes too up too high but i am optimistic i'm going to be honest i'm really yeah. enjoying it, no, it i, I think this is the first time in months that i have felt hopeful for overwatch's yeah. future yeah exactly and, and it's such a nice feeling <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i don't think you're the only one i've seen like um i i think if you're a content creator your comments are a very good barometer to see even i think i'm one of the most level-headed content creators out there uh the I mean, I'm not kind of throwing myself on the, the same pile as uh, a lot of the big ones, but I think my tone of voice is kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you try and see both sides. You try to see the practicality and don't just let your emotions rule your content, which, exactly. is, which is fine if that's what you want to do, but yeah, that's exactly. not what you do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and yet on my content where I do not kind of trigger those types of comments or where I... I mean, there's content creators that will, by their own tone, kind of pull in people and kind of just have them echo their opinion, and you basically get this snowball effect. In my case, it usually is kind of either people are really against what I'm saying or they really agree with what I'm saying in a, but in a very, I don't know. There's, I get both sides of the story, which is always interesting. But lately, I've noticed like the whole demeanor and even people that comment on my videos very frequently, I saw them slowly kind of switching to that negative side and kind of being disappointed and being upset. And for the first time ever, I posted a video about it yesterday about this whole news. And for the first time, I see 
not only those people that used to be positive and kind of were falling back, those are kind of going back in a positive direction, but also other people that tend to be very critical kind of going, oh, wait, this is kind of interesting. Like if you look this at it- This is interesting and this is big. And yeah, exactly. If you look at it objectively, if you kind of put aside all emotions and all fears and all kind of the history that we've had gone through for a second, I mean, you should not put it aside indefinitely because it is still a part of reality. It is still what happened. Yeah. And you can- It doesn't undo what has happened. Exactly. But if you just kind of squint your eyes, take a little distance and just go, mm, wait, objectively, this is not bad. This is actually looking pretty good. Uh, yeah. And a lot of people seem to notice that. And I see a little... And now it's... Look, the ball is in their court. They need to ace mm -hmm. this. I think they've realized this. I hope they realize this, that the ball is in their court. They need to... There's no more room for mistakes. There's no more room for uh, misunderstandings. There's no more room for... Uh, well, certain movements or certain scenarios in which um, it becomes too easy to kind of see a scheme in it or whatnot. I think it, they need to just show like, guys, we love you. We're doing this for you. This is what we got for you. I hope yeah. you guys enjoy it. That's what we need to hear. And we need to see more of those, um, more of those gestures of goodwill and trust at this point. Yeah. Uh, it is a business, but at some point you need to kind of, how you loosen the, the reins on the business part and the money part and go like, okay, okay, but we, we need to, these people are the ones that pay our, our, our um, the rent of our offices. These are the people that pay yeah, our wages. That, we do. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to understand that. Um, I mean, they. I am realistic enough to know that if they piss everybody off, they're still going to make plenty of money because there's a big deal of a big group of people out there that don't give a single fuck. They yep. will just keep spending money and just do their thing. They play the game like what once every week or every two weeks and if they do and they have the money to spare they'll buy a skin and because of the the sheer the sheer size of that community there will always be money coming in they'll never be they'll never go hungry but i don't think philosophically the people that work in the team kind of are wired that way uh, i think no. they they kind of need to have the community on board they need to have that interaction that passion that is what blizzard was built on that is what we saw at blizzcon every single year and that is something they need to hold on to because otherwise blizzcon has just become something dead uh, blizzard is going to become something dead um and i think all the teams at blizzard have been trying their best to kind of get that going with the tools they have in hand and there are a lot and of it's things. been hard with everything that's been going on oh yeah and uh, even from within the company, they've not been given an easy time or not the most opportunity to do so. If you look at Diablo, for instance, look, it is getting review bombed right now, which is a shame. Okay, to be honest, I, I mean, I couldn't be critical of the, the monetization behind the game. So the fact that you need to pay 70 bucks and they still kind of charge microtransactions in the game for certain yep. types of cosmetics. And that is not okay. Yep. Nope. But to kind of um, put down, it, 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 if you don't agree with that, just don't buy it. 
Um, yeah, show them that you don't agree with it by not spending on the cosmetics yeah. so that they see the results and they see, oh, okay, people were happy to pay for the game, but they weren't happy to pay for the cosmetics. By review bombing it, you, you're not stopping anybody from buying the, the game. Don't don't get your... I mean, if you really think that review bombing a game is having any big scale effect on a game like Diablo, it just draws more attention to the game. It just kind of gets the more headlines. There's more headlines right now because people are you review bombing Diablo. You get to a Diablo. certain size and unfortunately no press is bad press. Yeah, but I mean... Uh. The fact just is that it is a good game, that it is very enjoyable to play, that it is a lot of fun to play. And there's always things you can critique on, and there's always things that you want to see different. But that team has shown that it is ready to listen, and they have done some really big adjustments and changes in the last few months even to that game, just to appease to the, vo uh, the voice of the community to kind of take into account the feedback that they've been giving by the community that loves this game. So there's no reason to think that that is going to change. So just talk to them. When it comes to the whole corporate thing and the money thing, let's just hope that once Microsoft takes over, that they can just do their thing and that that part of the whole scheme is just going to move to the background, which I think is actually... There's a realistic chance that that is going to happen. Yeah. I think Microsoft really understands that they need to be the good guy at this point if they want to sell game passes that they can't win from I mean, PlayStation. I mean, it's not Nintendo. hard. All they have to do is see what, you know, Upper Blizzard has done and just do the opposite. Yeah, basically. And they're automatically the good guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, and a lot of the pressure oh, will also be gone. Too, he was too controlling. We'll take a back seat. Yeah. Done. Oh, too much monetizing. We'll monetize a bit less. Done. It, Suddenly they're the good guys. Just from a, a, an organizational standpoint, it is also going to be very, very different since uh, now Bobby is enabled and his team are enabled because the shareholders want to make more money. These people don't give a fuck about the games. They just want to, at the end of the day, they want more money. The moment Microsoft buys all these shares and kind of becomes the owner of the company, that kind of pressure shifts to Microsoft on a whole, which yeah. is going to kind of divert a lot of the attention from Blizzard specifically and it's going to go more to the Game Pass and it's going to include Bethesda and and, and what they need at this point are good games that make sense that they can put in that Game Pass that people will enjoy that it's another good things vibe things that make you go ooh I will buy the Game Pass just to play that one game I never thought I would say hear Hannah say things that make you go ooh in a, ooh. a podcast all right, we that one. That's one for the checklist. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the um, she's bringing on the old classic songs from the nineties. Is that the nineties? Things that make you think. I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know. I'm diving into music history at this point. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's no. There, this is just kind of us theorizing. We won't know until it actually happens. No. And I do, I do fully agree when it comes to Diablo, for instance, that the microtransactions on top of a full-priced games is not the way forward, especially because there's still battle passes coming too later. So yeah. we'll see how that evolves. I think it is important to give feedback. Is review bombing the game a way to give feedback? I don't know. No, I, don't I so. mean, to be honest, it makes your point less likely to be heard because it's not a balanced one. 
it, no, it it's makes considered you toxic. very biased and it will just go oh that's just a review bomb and so they won't pay attention to it if you approach it and be like you know i enjoy the gameplay however this area is not something i am happy with you're more likely to be taken seriously yeah yeah and i, I mean i personally think they do read all those review bomb things just to kind of make sure that they get every information because this team is willing to listen they showed it the diablo team is willing to listen and is working really hard to gather feedback wherever they can find it to kind of make the right decisions hmm. so uh, it's not necessary to do this review bombing and to kind of diminish the work of all those people that have been working on this to a statistic that just isn't true to reality i mean sorry i mean this it's a good game i'm having a blast with it and i'm not the only one there's plenty of people we started a clan by the way damesies look look it up oh, wonderful we all are having a blast with the game having fun and i mean there's nothing that number is going to change in that opinion so yeah you know it is what it is uh i feel bad sometimes for game developers at this point because yeah it is such a difficult job to do it is so difficult to make games and then you get this audience and i feel like there's like um again i'm going to repeat what i said the whole scheme as it is set up for diablo 4 a full price game on top of microtransactions on top of a battle pass not okay but we need to realize that these people are not doing that I mean, they love the, the gaming industry. They love making games, but they also need to make a living and they need a lot of people to make games like this. And sure, the whole Activision thing, Activision Blizzard and some of that money going straight to the pockets of people like Bobby and the shareholders is not okay. No. But there's a middle road. This is not, there's no black and white. Yeah. And sometimes I hear people just talking like they shouldn't pay for games at all. They're like, why should I pay for that? Like, all right, but now you're just kind of stealing bread from a, a, a baker now you're stealing meat mm -hmm. from the butcher you need yeah, to realize no, like if you want to consume like something creative or the arts or because this is very very relevant at the moment oh yeah if you want enjoyment from that then it is worth paying for <laughs> it's it, yeah you're 100 right just yeah. It's just it, ah! the truth is somewhere in the middle. There's greed going on that needs to end. But we, we as as a as a consumers, we also need to understand that the money that we put in there is used to pay people's wages and whatnot. And mm -hmm. if all that money could be pushed back into the company again, I mean, there's always going to be a story, and that is kind of really hard to explain to people that have no experience in how these corporate structures work, but by kind of creating some extra money, it enables you to start new products, to start new cycles of research. For every game that is being made, there are 10 games that are dead on arrival, but those also cost money. Those people that worked on those games also need to be paid, but you need those de dead games yeah, or those games that... you need to be paid whether the project that you worked on was a success or not. Yeah, and the successful games are kind of what what carry 
exactly experimentation and the funding and yeah it, it's never a story of one-on-one -on -one. you don't like every single dollar you make by make uh, that you you earn by making diablo 4 is not going to be invested back into diablo 4 it's going to be invested in the company in general and that is going to allow them to research new projects to do research new products to maybe enhance their team grow their team and do better stuff you know there's 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 way more things than and when it comes to shareholders at the point that um, people that took a risk in investing in the company that want to make some money back and that want to gain some money that is just part of this whole system that we're in don't be mad at, at the, the the specific situation be mad at the whole capitalist system but oh, heck yeah. there is a line at which you basically tilt into territory where the only thing that still matters is the financial gain and no longer what you're basically putting out that everything that you put out is in service of a service of that monetary gain for the shareholders at that point it becomes a problem at that point it becomes yeah. dangerous and at that point you get situations like blizzard is in right now the the, the balance it has tipped in the wrong direction the wrong way yeah people are just the people in charge right now do not care about us as gamers no matter how many interviews they give in variety and they act like they are the holiness themselves um mm -hmm. they do not care about their employees they uh, just want their next job they just want yeah they just want to make for them it's it's a spreadsheet it's a game and they want to kind of enhance those numbers they want to set new records they want to be able to go to the club and brag on how much more money they made this quarter basically that's that's what they live for they don't give a fuck about all the rest and that is dangerous territory and that is a phase yes. We need to go through and where yeah where change needs to happen but that happens on such a big scale sometimes it's worrying to see that kind of develop but on the other hand i mean humanity has always shown that we veer back and that we find solutions and uh, it can come from really unexpected corners and it's sometimes mm -hmm. we revolt but uh, we'll see we'll see we're going to focus on blizzard and not on the whole capitalistic system. And I think yeah. for Blizzard, if Microsoft manages to, to close the deal, um, we should be in better territory. We should be in the safer territory when it comes to Blizzard, hopefully. And I mean, it looks like it. the, the probability of it happening have, have raised over the last few months. I remember us doing a podcast not too long ago. Where we kind of uh, were like, um, not looking good, but it looks better now. So It does. And it's such a relief. It is. All right. <sighs> that was it. Yeah. We're done. Um, Hannah. Is it August yet? No, it's not. Okay. Don't be too much in a hurry. I mean, enjoy the ride. We'll get there. We still have I season know. five. Uh, can, you <laughs> can you tell these lovely people where they can find you? On Twitter at plush noodle. There we go. And um you can find LP at Lawns of Ponds on Instagram, Twitter. Uh go check it out. I don't know what he's up to these days. Uh, I'm not going to comment on that. And you can find me as Davesy's TV on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And of course the Omnic post for all your updates on Overwatch. That is on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. A lot of videos coming out. And if you want to kind of follow the podcast, that is totally possible on Instagram, Twitter. The account is called The Omnic Weekly. No big surprise there. But see, if you want to know if there's a new episode, 
You just need to subscribe. It's, yeah. it's really easy. Click that button. It's Whatever so platform. convenient. Exactly. Yeah. Enjoy. Do it. You just boop, hit it's, the plus, hit the follow, it's, it's whatever free. it is. Yeah. It's it's just free. Just do it. All right. And we'll see yeah. you guys next week. Till then, take care. Bye bye. Bye.